0: Welcome to the Canadian Beef Cattle Podcast, presented by the Beef Cattle Research Council. The most popular content from beefresearch.ca, available on the go. This episode features the BCRC's Science Director, Dr. Reynold Bergen. Hi there, I'm Reynold. This Research on the Record article originally appeared in the December 2023 issue of Canadian Cattleman magazine. It was reposted on the beefresearch.ca site with the publisher's permission and today I'm going to talk about some fast action at the watering hole. Antibiotic resistance threatens the effective prevention and treatment of disease in both humans and animals. So what's going on here is is that when microbes are exposed to an antibiotic, the microbes that are susceptible to that antibiotic die out. The ones that are resistant to it survive and thrive and they reproduce and they pass on those resistance genes to their descendants. And so they become more common in the population. Now, if those resistant bacteria are the ones that cause disease, then it's bad news for health because the antibiotic isn't going to be as effective for treating that disease anymore. But it turns out that antibiotic resistance isn't just a problem in the bacteria that cause disease. Even the harmless bystander bacteria in the environment may be playing a role in antibiotic resistance. So we'll step back for a moment here. Both antibiotics and antibiotic resistance are completely natural. Microbes produce antibiotics as defensive and offensive weapons that help them compete for space and resources in their environment. In fact, most of the the modern antibiotics that we use for, for animals or in human medicine originally were derived from, from uh, drugs that were isolated from soil bacteria. And so it's, it's not totally surprising that antibiotic resistance is also found in the environment. Mac- microbes naturally evolve resistance to defend themselves against the antibiotics that other microbes are producing. And in fact, researchers find antibiotic resistance in, in glaciers and in caves and other locations that have never seen modern humans or modern antibiotics. So it's a bit of a subterranean arms race that's going on. And speaking of arms races, in, in an arms race, there's, there's shadowy arms dealers, and they're the, the people that connect people who have weapons to people who want weapons. And that's where these bystander bacteria that I mentioned earlier come in. You know, normally harmless bacteria that live in water might be acting as the arms dealers in in the feedlots antibiotic resistance arms race. So I'm gonna tell you an example of this. So Tony Ruzini and his colleagues recently published a paper that demonstrated this. And the link to that paper is in the original post if you want to read the details for yourself. So what did they do? Well, this research team collected water samples from a new dugout and from new water bowls from eight empty pens at a brand new feedlot that opened in the fall of 2021. So when they started, there had never been cattle in this, in this facility. So they collected these water samples and they, they tested 19 different groups of bacteria for resistance to various cattle antibiotics. And then over the next eight weeks, they collected more water samples as the, as feeder cattle began to fill the pens. So as they arrived, Calves that were deemed to be at high risk for BRD were given Draxin, lower risk calves were given oxytetracycline, and then the feed contained Thailand to control liver abscesses. Now, when cattle developed clinical signs of BRD, they were treated with XSEED or 4 or forcil, depending on, on the health protocol that the feedlot and their veterinary consultant had developed, and they compared the antibiotic resistance genes from the bacteria in the water samples to antibiotic resistance genes in BRD bacteria that they'd collected from earlier studies. And so these BRD bacteria included the, the usual suspects, Manheimia hemolytica, Histophilus somni, and Pasteurella maltosida. And what did they learn? Well, let's start with the water samples they collected before the cattle ever showed up at the feedlot. They found bacteria resistant to floricem and draxin in the dugout and some of the water bowls even before cattle began to enter the feedlot. So that suggests that the natural environment was a natural reservoir for these antibiotic-resistant bacteria, although it was at low levels. So now let's look at the water samples they collected after the cattle arrived. So they found some resistance to each antibiotic in some water bowl samples as early as the first week that cattle began to show up in the feedlot and water bowls in every pen contain bacteria resistant to each antibiotic by the end of the eighth week. And that's probably because of contact with cattle that had been given antibiotics on arrival. So then they compared the antibiotic resistance genes in the water bowls to the antibiotic resistance genes in the BRD bacteria, and they found that even though the water bowls and the bovine respiratory tract are very, very different environments, there was considerable overlap between the antibiotic resistance genes and and the multi-drug resistance patterns that showed up in the water bowl bacteria and the BRD bacteria, and that's what makes this study really important. So. Bacteria aren't like mammals. So mammals like cattle and pigs and humans can only spread their genes by mating with others of the same species. And genetic change takes place really slowly over many generations. But bacteria are very different. Bacteria can leak whole sets of genes out into the environment, and they can absorb whole sets of genes that that other bacteria have leaked. This genetic exchange can occur even between very distantly related species of bacteria and and entirely different species of bacteria can, can even mate and share sets of genes. And a lot of times these sets of genes have functions related to antibiotic resistance. So like we said at the start, some of those antibiotic resistance genes occur naturally, even when antibiotics haven't been used. So that means that bacteria from the water bowl may spread antibiotic resistance genes to BRD bacteria from the respiratory tract and vice versa. And it's, it's really hard to exaggerate how weird this phenomenon is. It, it would be like if you penned a pig and a cow together overnight and then came back the next morning and found a pig with horns and a cow with a curly tail. Now, m- more research is going to be needed to, to determine whether, you know, regularly cleaning water bowls might help to manage the spread of antibiotic resistant bacteria in the feedlot. And, and maybe we'll find out that water bowls are actually a really convenient way to monitor antibiotic resistance, especially compared to collecting deep nasal pharyngeal swabs from, in, from individual animals. So what does this mean to you? Well, antibiotic resistance has been around ever since bacteria first appeared on our planet. And antibiotic resistance will never go away. And that's why responsible antibiotic use is so important. It helps to make sure that antibiotics will remain effective for longer. And your veterinarian and your doctor can can help you figure out how to do that. Bottom line is that that BRD can spread among cattle when they're congregating at the water bowl, but water bowls might also be a spot where antibiotic resistance spreads among bacteria and among adjacent pens, and it might present an opportunity to help manage antibiotic resistance. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. You can find all relevant links and information at beefresearch.ca, or in the show notes. The Beef Cattle Research Council is funded by the Canadian Beef Cattle Checkoff and strives for excellence in the production of Canadian beef, cattle, and forage through research, innovation, and extension. Tune in every Tuesday as the Canadian Beef Cattle Podcast delivers straightforward insights, expert information, and a wealth of practical knowledge for Canadian beef producers. Subscribe now.